Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Pearly Martin. Came on a little early this morning, but I'm I'm teaching on episode nine. Um, I'm on chapter eight, though, in my book, um, page 32. Good morning. This is Dr. Pearly Martin. I'm teaching from my book, Understanding Our Own Issues and Other Issues. Today, we're going to be speaking about replacing the devil eyes with God's truth. I'll be right back in one moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin. And again, we're teaching from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues, Replacing the Devil's Lies with God's Truth. How about that? Chapter 8, page 32. For those of you that have my book, my book is available online at Amazon and Barnes and Nobles under Pearlie Martin Books. Um, If you're interested, if you're sincere about God creating you a clean heart, renewing you a right spirit, if you're really sincere about uh, asking the Lord uh, whatever you see, he see in you to uh, show it to you, if you're really serious about those prayers, then this is definitely the book for you. This book is for mature, I like to say it's for mature audience only. It's for those who's really sincerely ready to grow up and to see themselves um, because truly spiritual maturity has a lot to do with us being able to own our own issues and to be able to see ourselves, be able to confess our faults one to another so we can be healed, so we can move on and grow from glory to glory and faith to faith because um, sin in our lives, uh, unforgiveness in our lives, those things stop, stop our spiritual growth. Okay, so we're going to um, pray before we start. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. Father, we just thank you for your rhema word, Father God. We thank you for your hidden mysteries being revealed to us, Lord God. As we begin to enter into your word, Father, you say your word will not return void. Father God, we thank you that your word will land on good ground hearts, Father God, and it will bring forth a fruit. It will bring forth a harvest in the name of Jesus. Um, amen. And we're getting ready to jump in and start here. We're going to start again, replacing the devil lie with God's truth. That's the title of this, uh, of this episode. Or this, um, we're coming out of John 8, 31, 32. This is the NIV. It says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who believed him, if you continue on my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Well, what is it? We talk about this in prior episodes. Yesterday, we touched on it. Um, so what is it that the truth sets us free from? The truth, uh, the truth sets us free from the devil's lies. We must continue in God's truth to be free from the devil's lies, which the enemy has placed in our mind. Where does the enemy sow the word? He sows the thoughts. The words are seeds. The words are, are thoughts being sown into our lives. Uh, the devil sow his seeds, just like God. God's word is a seed. The devil's words is a seed. Um, life and death is in the power of our tongue. How is this? Because when, I, when we speak words, we're, we're uh, planting seeds. So um, if we can kind of look at our words as being seeds being sown into the hearts and minds of others, um, we'd probably be more careful in speaking our words. You know, Proverbs tells us to be slow to speak and be, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Let's be mindful of the words we speak because the words we speak are seeds being sown into the hearts and minds and lives of others. Isn't that how God framed the world with his words? He spoke the world into existence with his words. And a lot of us are speaking our world into existence by our words. And the things that we speak over our children. I mean, we either speak in life, death, blessings, or curses. Are you cursing your children with your words? Are you cursing your marriage with your words? Are you cursing your husband with your words? Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So we can speak life. When we speak in God's words, we're speaking life. We're sowing seeds of life. When we're speaking curses, we're speaking evil speaking. We're saying things that God is not saying. We're speaking contrary to what God is saying. And we're releasing these curses into people's lives. And even in our own lives, into our marriages, onto our husbands. We have to uh, be intentional when it comes to the things of God. We really have to guard our heart, guard our mind. We need, really have to be sober and alert um, and not be ignorant of any of the devil devices. And we have to be guarded as far as the words, the words that we speak. 
we have to understand this is a seed I'm finna sow into somebody's mind. This is a seed that I'm getting ready to sow in somebody's heart. Is this God's word or is this a lie? So we're going to have to give account of every idle word that we speak. Words are very valuable because words is what frame our world. Okay, um, I'm get back into it. Uh, as we approach the end times, it's very important that we understand what the will of the Lord is and what's going on around us spiritually. We must remain sober and alert because we do have an adversary and this, uh, his name is Satan, the devil. And he's going about like a roaring lion seeking who he can, he can devour. He's looking for someone who's asleep and weak spiritually. He's a bully and he preys on weak and ignorance. Jesus tells us in John 10, 10 what the mode of the devil operation is. John 10, if you want to know uh, the, the fruits of the devil, this is the fruits of his, of his, this is the character. This is his character. This is mode of operation. Okay, this is the devil's mission. The devil's mission is the same mission in everybody's life. You know, they say M-O, that means mode of operation. The devil's mode of operation is given to us. Jesus tells us what it is in John 10. 10. He tells us that he is the good shepherd. And he comes that we might have life and life more abundantly. But he says, but, but the thief, the purpose of the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the devil's M-O. That's his only purpose in the earth is to kill, steal, and destroy. Is to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's in that order. Steal, kill, and destroy. And everything Jesus says, he says on purpose, with a purpose, and for a purpose. He does not use words randomly. So what we might want to say, okay, Lord, um, what do you... Um, why did you say it like that? Why did you say steal, kill, and destroy? Because remember the parable of the sword where we talked a few tap, uh, episodes back? Go back and listen to, listen to the episodes. It's talking about the condition of our heart. It determines how we receive the word of God. So our heart is like a fresh pot of soil. Okay. So the devil wants to plant his seed into our mind, into our heart, just like God wants to plant his seed into our mind, into our heart. We can tell, he said, an evil tree cannot produce good fruit, and a good tree cannot produce evil fruit. Well, how is fruit produced? Fruit is produced from seeds that are being sown. So the devil wants to plant his lies in our mind so he can get us to act the way he wants us to act, so we, he can get us to say the things that he wants us to say. This is why we have to cast down evil imaginations and thoughts that are contrary to the word of God, the will of God, and the way of God, and we have to bring those thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ. Uh, I believe this is 2 Corinthians 10. Give me one moment. Casting down imaginations. Hold on one minute. I want to make sure I'm giving you the right scripture verse. Casting down evil imaginations. And every high thought that evolved itself against the knowledge of God. Let's see. So we have to cast down those evil imaginations. Thoughts that are contrary to God's thoughts are not God's thoughts. So 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, King James said, Casting down imaginations and every high thing or thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is warfare. This is the battlefield of the mind. This is where he says we need to cast down that thought. That thought is uh, against the word of God. It's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. Thoughts are things. So the devil's bringing these evil thoughts to our mind, saying things in our mind, that's contrary to what God is saying. You know, I did this video one day, one time. It's on YouTube. Join my YouTube page. It's Gene Martin. And the, the title of the video, are you, are you fellowshipping with demons? Because whenever we're sitting up and we're listening to the voice of the devil and we're allowing him to say evil things about our children and we're allowing him to say evil things about our marriage and we're just sitting there and we're not casting down those evil imaginations, guess what? We're fellowshipping with demons. Because we're allowing the devil to just sit there and say what he wants to say. We're allowing the, the thoughts of the devil. He's speaking in our mind. This is what the battle fight feels. So he said when these evil thoughts come, when the devil come with his lies, because he is the accuser of the brethren. 
in heaven he came to God with the, you know with the accusations against Job but now in the earth he comes to us in our minds with accusations about our family about our children about our marriage or they're never going to be anything or this and that you know just curses evil speaking and we just think because we're not speaking it then it's not affecting us but yes it is because we're acting out things that we're thinking on my body our body will do what our mind tell it to so now the personality is all jacked up and nobody knows what's going on is because we've been listening to those evil thoughts of the enemy. You ever seen somebody's personality change? I'm going to tell you what caused it. it you, one minute, you know, you're laughing, having fun, all of a sudden, boom, the personality changed, and it, all of a sudden it's this sad evil or whatever. Well, that's where they allow an evil thought to enter into their mind. We got to take those thoughts captive. We got to put a web over our mind. We can't let the devil just shoot anything it's got a kind of like hockey you know the the purpose of hockey is so they can kick the ball in the goal well the purpose of the devil is to sow his his words into our mind and we got to cast it out the same way that that uh the uh the the person who guards the the goal i forgot my kids just play soccer all the time <laughs> the same way they're kicking the ball out to keep it from coming in we're gonna have to cast the devil out we have to cast down those evil imaginations those imaginations and those high thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that's against God's plan for our lives, anything that's against God's purpose for our lives, anything that's against the vision of, of God for our lives, um, we have to, it's, it's, it's an evil thing. It can be a good thing and still be an evil thing because what the devil wants to do is he wants to come and steal our time. Because if he can steal, we have to give account of, you know, our idle time. God does not want us to be idle. He don't want us to speak idle words, but he don't want us to be idle either. So let's make sure that we're using our time uh, in, in accordance to, to the plan and the purpose and the vision that God has for our lives. That's how we remain in the will of God, by staying on course and uh, uh, staying true to the vision and God's purpose. Okay, so don't get distracted. Don't let the devil take us off course. We have to stay on course, casting down those evil imaginations and every high thing that is all itself against the knowledge of God. It's against the word of God. Pay attention to what people are saying. Quit saying amen to stuff that you can't find in the Bible. Some We have a lot of humanism being taught, a lot of psychology, a lot of humanism. And you're thinking, where is this stuff in the word of God? If we're saying that, if we're preaching stuff as the gospel, then we should be able to trace it in the word. Somewhere, if we're saying God said it, if we're saying uh, we're preachers, teachers, pastors, or whoever, we should be able to find what you're saying in the word. In the book of Acts, it says that the, the people, they would go home and they would search the scriptures daily to see if what the apostle Paul was saying was in the, in, in the word, in the scribes. And that's okay, because we should be able to trace what you're saying. Quit saying amen to stuff that's not biblical principle. Even if we give illustrations, it should be in line with and according to the word of God. The only thing that's going to set us free is the word of God. It's not people's opinions. It's not people's theology. It's not people's psychology. It's not people's knowledge. That's not what's going to set people free. So that's why if someone comes to me for advice or counsel, I, try, I give them the word of God. Ain't no try. We gonna the Holy Spirit is the counselor. So when someone calls you for advice, if you'll listen, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to tell them. He is a counselor. He is the counselor. We want the counsel of God concerning the issues in our life. You're, because the why the way it happened for you may not be the way it happened for me, but I'm going to tell you one thing that does not change. The Word of God does not change. So, But if someone's giving you biblical principles, then you can use those. Those are weapons. The Word of God is our weapon of warfare. The Word, you know, when I call it, I like to call it a word war because when Jesus was in the, uh, being tempted for 40 days and 40 nights by, by Satan, the thing he would say to him, it is written. He would give the devil the word of God. Let me tell you, the only thing that the devil has to obey is the word of God. 
So if we don't know the word of God, can you know, we don't have a weapon. We're in a fight without a weapon. The devil, he is in it to win it, okay? He is in it to win it. Even though he is defeated, we, we need to know that. We have to use our weapons. Cat, this is warfare. This is spiritual warfare. This scripture right here, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, he's telling us how to use our weapon, which is the words. He said, you need, we need to cast down those evil imagina- those imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is it in our mind? What's, what's, what is it that the devil is putting in our mind to try to replace God? Our own knowledge, our own wisdom, our own education. What is it that we think that we can do without God? What is it? I mean, you know, this is why I don't teach uh, self-confidence. I don't teach self-esteem. I don't teach none of that. Because it's not about self. It's not about self being in the center. Okay? So beware of some of those teachings, those life coaching and motivation and all that kind of stuff. Um, Especially if they say they're Christians. Because no matter what you do, you should never take Christ out of whatever it is that you're teaching. So it's not about self. He said we must decrease so God can increase. Watch out for that self-help and all that kind of stuff. I believe they got one of my books under that. That's My book is not self-help. My book is God Help. I don't teach self-esteem. I teach God esteem. Because he said we must decrease so God can increase. Anytime self is in the center, we become self-centered and not Christ-centered. It's not about trying to get God to conform to our image. It's about us being transformed into his image. Beware of the self-help, self-esteem. Have faith in yourself. Have confidence in yourself. That is not the word of God. Our faith, and he said, matter of fact, the word of God teaches us, have no confidence in the arm of flesh. Those are doctrines of demons. It's not about us. The Bible says we must decrease so God can increase. It's about God getting the glory and not man getting self-confidence. No, it's not about no self-confidence. Faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's about having confidence in God. It's about having faith in God's love for us, having confidence in God's love for us. When we have confidence, boldness, let me tell you where boldness comes from. Boldness does not come from self-confidence, okay? Boldness comes from having confidence in God's love for us. Because perfect love casts out fear. I'm telling you, I got delivered from the spirit of fear when God gave me revelation of that scripture. That when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us because perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love, that's the scripture he gave me. Perfect love cast out fear. When you have confidence in God's love, that's when you will have real true boldness. That's where the boldness comes from. If we want to be delivered from people, the way you get delivered from people is not trying to build yourself up. Because self-esteem is you trying to build yourself up to an esteem. You try to esteem yourself. We're not trying to esteem ourselves. We must decrease so God can increase. Watch out for some of these life coaches. It's not self-help. It's not self-esteem. It's not about having confidence in yourself. It's about having confidence in God's love for us. Because when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. Um... Those are lies. Those are lies. Uh, This is what we're talking about. We're talking about replacing the devil's lie for God's truth. Replacing the devil's lie for God's truth. Pray I'm still on. So we have to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So we had to cast down, I pray I didn't lose you. If we did, um, I'm sorry about that. So we had to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That's what we have to do. Listen to the words, it's so important because the devil is crafty, he's conning, he's crafty. 
You have to listen to these words. I know, you know, as, as we approach the end times, people are going to have itching ears and they're going to want to go about finding teachers that's going to tell them what they want to hear. But we must decrease so God can increase. And true, you know, Jesus said that we lose our life. If whosoever try to hold on to his life will lose it. But whoever lose his life for Christ's sake will find it. Whoever try to hold on to his life will lose it. For whoever wants to save his life, it's in, um, let's see, Mark, uh, Matthew 16, 25. For whoever wants to save their life, NIV, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. See, this is not about self-promotion. This is about God promotion. God says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Why is this? Why is God telling us to seek him first? He's telling us to seek him first because the provisions are in the will of God. We don't have to run after money. We don't have to try to promote ourselves. Self-promotion is not God promotion. Christ said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. Let me read it, Matthew 16, 25 from the NLT version. He said, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Excuse me. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Let me tell you this. Self-centeredness is idolatry. Because self-centeredness is when we put ourselves on the throne and we start trying to do things on our own. You know, the Bible says it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not self-esteem, okay? It's not trying to self, self-help, self. It's none of that. Everything that we need is in Christ. So when you're... Uh, self-centeredness is going to make you the God of, you know, the God of your own life. Are you your own God? It's idolatry. It's idolatry. That's that self-centered put you in the center. It's idolatry. Because now it's all about what you want. It's your way of thinking. It's your way of doing things. That's a dangerous seat to sit in. Idolatry. Are you the God of your life or is God the God of your life? There's no condemnation. Really what I'm trying to do is pull down some of those mindset strongholds. Do you know what mindset strongholds are thoughts and things that the devil has placed in our mind to uh, make us believe that old wise fables are true. Let's just quit saying stuff. If you say, before you release a word, let's make sure that we have the word of God, we have the counsel of God to connect it with. Let's quit saying stuff. That's why um, I don't listen to a whole bunch of stuff. This is, you know, I don't listen to a whole bunch of videos because I don't have time to sit up and just listen to that, you know, just every and anything. I mean, if the Holy Spirit arrests me and he, that means he brings it to my attention, then that's how I, if you, if that's how I stop and listen to stuff. I'm not interested in humanism. I'm interested in the word of God. If you're teaching and preaching biblical principles and scriptures and sound doctrine, you got my attention. But we cannot. We need to be careful of this. Because when times get hard, we want entertainment. Because that's what we do. You know, I need a break. I need a really I want some entertainment. And and let's make sure we can't bring entertainment into the into the into the building. That's that you know, we have to be about the father's business. Lives, people's lives are, are, you know, on the on the balcony. People coming because they're looking for something. We can't, no more entertainment. That religious spirit is coming down. We got to be about the Father's business. I don't know how, I'm, I'm talking about casting down a doctrines, really, I guess doctrines of demons. We have God's authority to bind things in heaven and on earth and to loose things in heaven and on earth by simply speaking the word. God's word is so powerful that he says, look, 
Life and death is in the power of your tongue. You speak in spirits. The same way I spoke the world into existence. And, and you know what? And we really think about it. The devil isn't physically doing anything. The devil did not physically do anything to Eve. All he did was spoke words. This is the warfare. Casting down those evil imaginations and those evil thoughts that exalt itself again. The Bible, Romans says, if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We're talking about replacing the devil's lies with God's truth. Really, we're talking about bringing our thoughts in a subjection to the word of God, to the will of God, because our body's going to do what the mind tells it to. So the way we're living is coming by, coming out of the things that we're believing. We're living, the way we're living is coming out of the things that we're believing and the things that we're saying. We're saying what we believe and we're acting on what we believe. We say, I'm a believer. If we are a believer, to be a believer, we have to not just believe in Christ because demons believe in Christ, but we have to be a believer of what the word of God says. Do we be, If we say we believe that God says uh, 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 stealing, killing, um, this stuff is not right, hate, unforgiveness, bitterness, if, this thing, if these things are not right, then our goal in life should be to be in pursuit of trying to find the answer. Lord, show me how not to be this way. Show me how not to be bitter. Show me how not to be. That should be our pursuit. But we should never come to a place in life when we're comfortable in sin. Because Jesus said if we say that we have fellowship with him and we still walk in darkness, we are a liar and the truth is not in us. But I have good news. The good news is that we need to repent. And we need to, the good news is that we need to watch our thought life because this is the battleground. The devil got into Eve's mind. He sowed a thought. He sowed seeds. Think about what you're thinking. Don't just sit there and just let, we can't sit there and let our mind roam aimlessly. We got to cast down evil imaginations. We got to take hold of those stronghold mindsets. Stronghold mindsets are minds, uh, mind, uh, my, where thoughts have been planted in our mind based upon experiences and now the devil has convinced us that they're true. What is it that you're believing that you're thinking that's the truth that's not really a truth? Is it an old wise fable? Maybe some uh, grandma taught you some principles, some dating principles, things that people have said to you that's not biblical truths and now it's part of your doctrine you're saying it as if it's true. Be careful of stuff that you, we be careful of the things that we're saying. And then we need to always consider the source. Lord, why do I, why do I believe that? Because Proverbs twenty three seven says, "For as, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." In other words, whatever he believes about himself, that's what he'll become. What are your thoughts about yourself? Are the thoughts that we're thinking, are they God's thoughts or are they just our thoughts? The thoughts, what are the thoughts that you're thinking? We need to examine our thought life. We need to go examine the hard drive. I don't know when I'm, when I'm ready to delete some stuff off my hard drive. I go through there and I scan stuff. I'm like, no, nope, don't need that. Don't need that. Don't need that. Well, we need to scan the hard drives of our mind and we need to test some of the things, test some of the theories, some of those things that we believe to be true is this this is not true and we need to be sober and be alert so when we're fellowshipping and talking with people the holy spirit will say "Uh uh-uh hold on that's not scripture that's not that's not god didn't say that that's not what happened that's not what he said we need to be sober and we need to be alert and we need to be sharp we need to sharpen our swords for battle casting out evil imaginations as believers we have the same power to make the devil eat his words by speaking God's words into our situations and circumstances we must use our key of authority to speak to the enemy and tell him what is written Jesus used his kingdom um, keys of authority every time he dealt with the devil. He always spoke what his father said and did what he saw his father do. Remember, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. 
That's the only thing the devil has to respond to is the word of God. We can't walk with the devil and resist the devil. The reason the devil is in, when he's in our lives, we need to look at that. We need to look at our lives and every area in our lives where there's a stronghold, addiction, or a bondage is an area in our lives where we're believing the devil's lie. Look at our lives. We're the main subject of our own life story. I'm telling you, this this book, the Understand Our Own Issues and Other Issues, is for mature audience, mature audience only. It's for people who are who sincere about growing up. People who are sincere about um, owning their own issues and saying, Lord, forgive me, I repent. People who are serious about saying they're sorry. Growing from faith to faith. People who are serious about surrender, surrendering their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. People who are, who are serious not, about not self-help, but God help. I don't know about you, but... Like I say, I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way. I don't want my way anymore. It's not self-esteem, it's God-esteem. Quit trying to build your self-esteem and start seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because when you start trying to work on yourself, it's not even about working on yourself. It's about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Bible says that we're clean through the word. We're clean through the word. The word of God is the power of God unto salvation, unto deliverance. It will deliver us and set us free because it's the truth. Jesus tells us here. Remember John 8, 31? So Jesus saying to those that believe, if you continue my word, then you are my disciples of mine. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. How are we going to know the truth? By continuing in God's word. God's word is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. His word is the truth. That's the truth. And it doesn't matter who's saying anything else. If we're not saying what God is saying, then we're not speaking the truth. It doesn't matter. That's why it doesn't matter what your title is or none of that. I'm going to listen to what you're saying before before I release it into the prayer room or wherever. Because if you're not, we can easily get off. You could have been on point yesterday and off point today. It's the truth. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Quit judging people based on the vessel. We can't, he didn't say to judge people based on the vessel. He said, listen for my voice, not the vessel, because he used a donkey. Quit dis, dis, disregarding people because of the vessel. Because it's not the vessel, it's the voice. He said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger voice they will not follow. What voice are you listening to? Is it God self-esteem or is it God esteem? If we try to hold on to our life, we're going to lose it. In other words, we keep we're bent on doing things our way. God will let us have our way. And when we're having our way, that means we're not having God's way. A sincere surrender. Every day, every day we get up, our flesh gets up. And the apostle Paul says, I have to crucify my flesh daily. We do. We have to crucify our flesh daily. And we have to say, look here. The same way we try to discipline our children, that's how we need to discipline our flesh. And say, look here, flesh. You will not have your way. You will not say what you want to say. You will not do what you want to do. You're not in charge. The Holy Spirit is. Casting, taking hold of those stronghold mindsets. Stronghold mindsets. What is it that you believe in? We believe in that you, if you a black cat cross your path, you get seven years bad luck. That's witchcraft. Be careful what we add our faith to. Okay, be careful. Don't add. Don't be add. We can't be adding our faith to stuff that's not true. Let's quit amening things that God is not saying. I'm just trying to bring our attention. I'm trying to bring us back. The Holy Spirit is trying to bring us back in line with the Word of God, the will of God. I'm an advocate for Christ. I'm an advocate for the Word of God. And it grieves the Holy Spirit. Some of the stuff that's being preached in His name does not the gospel. We have to get back to the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ because when Christ is lifted up, it should draw people to Him. When Christ is lifted up, 
It should draw. It should bring about transformation in people's lives. It should make people want to do better, live better, speak better, act better. I don't. When I hear the word of God, I mean instantly, I want to do it. I mean I'm ready to do it right then. I don't want to go back home and bury my uh, friend first. I don't want to do none of that. I want to follow him right then. When Jesus was picking his disciples, he said, come follow me. He was walking through. Come follow me. They were just dropping what they were doing and following after him. Well, Lord, first I got to go do this first before I I can do what you say here. Lord, are we double-minded and unstable? Double-minded and unstable, is it comes from idolatry. It's what we're trying to fight to get our way above God's way. We won't settle it. If we'll settle the issue, anxiety will leave our life. It will make up in our heart and our mind that God's way is the only way, that God's way is the only truth. If we'll give up our way for Christ, God's way. And we quit trying to build ourselves and start building the kingdom. Double-mindedness and unstable will leave. We have to settle it and quit fighting against God and start surrendering to God. Lord, I want what you want. I really want what you want. Let's check our heart. Lord, search my heart. Show me. Why am I resisting you? Why am I rebelling towards you? What is it? Why do I care about what people think? Why is that fear there? Let's search ourselves. Ask the Holy Spirit to search us. The good news is, let me tell you what the good news is. The good news is, as I spoke yesterday, about understanding the process of change. That as we begin to get in the word of God, it's just like Jesus said. He said that if we continue in his word, Jesus said this to his disciples. And we are disciples. I'm I'm assuming people that love the word, they're disciples. But we can't just, let's not just be hearers of the word. Let's be doers of the word. So my assignment today would be, search yourself. Think about what you're thinking. Think over some of those thoughts that you're thinking. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you everything in you, every thought that's in you that's contrary to his word, to his will. My my challenge to you is to think about what you're thinking. If we're slow to speak, in order to be slow to speak, we have to be quick to hear. If we will listen by the power of the Holy Ghost, he will help us to discern and to distinguish. We need The Bible tells us to exercise our ability to discern. How do we exercise our ability to discern? By testing what's good and what's evil. If it's, if it's against God, it's not good. Okay, that's evil. And we can't justify, we have to quit justifying our wrong behaviors. We need to get dig at the root, get the root. Because we can't have fruit without a root. And we can't have a root without a seed. So the enemy has gone about and sown some seeds into our lives. It's called weeds to grow up in our lives. And now we've come comfortable living in sin. Comfortable living lifestyles is contrary against God. There's no condemnation because the good news is God has given us another day so we can dig ourselves out of ways uh, that's contrary to his way. And it's a simple prayer of surrender. Lord, I surrender. Help me out of this because my life is the contrary. My lifestyle is contrary to your lifestyle. My thoughts are contrary to your thoughts. My ways is contrary to your ways, Father. Show me what it is I need to do to change. You know what? This is how I really wrote this book because I was crying out to the Lord. And what I said to him was, Lord, I need a word from your word. I've been dealing with this issue for seven years. How many years have you been dealing with your issue? That woman with the issue of blood, she had that issue for a long time. That man was laying at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He had that issue for a long time. How long have you been, when will you get sick and tired of being sick and tired? When, you know, the prodigal son had to come to himself. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired because one thing I had made up my mind when I became a believer, a Christian, is I would never be a hypocrite. I would not tell people to do stuff and not live it myself. Because one thing I am sure of is that even when people can't see, God can see. And that's who I live for. I'm going to end it here. The good news is, the good news is Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, brother, therefore by the mercies of God, that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. 
And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed, be ye changed by the renewing of your mind. Because Jesus said, if you can, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and God's truth will set us free. So the good news is, is that we're not stuck in the position that we're in. That's the good news. Because God, is, he always provides us with a way of escape. So I tell you what, read your word out of it. Seek God and he'll bring you out of it. Start dealing, we have to start dealing with the issues in our life because we're living in every area in our lives that we're living contrary to God's word is an area in our lives where we're believing a devil's lie. Replace the devil's lie with God's truth. We, that's how we cast, that's warfare. That's casting down evil imaginations and, and our uh, thoughts and things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. We need to bring those thoughts into captive. When the devil was coming, let me tell you, Jesus and the devil, they was exercising warfare. When he was tempting him for 40 days, you know, and after he, uh, after the fast, that was warfare. He was speaking the word. The devil was coming at him with a, with a word that was contrary to the word. That was warfare. Read, read about when Jesus was in, uh, being tempted for 40 nights in the wilderness. That was warfare. That is warfare. Warfare is not just casting out devils. Warfare is casting down evil imaginations. Warfare is, is uh, dealing with those stronghold mindsets, those thoughts that we have in our mind that's contrary against the Word of God. They're strongholds, they're belief systems, which has been formed by our opinions, by the opinions of others, by our experiences, and they're contrary to the Word of God. Well, why do you do that? Oh, I'll never get married. All men are the same. That's a stronghold mindset. Where did you get that from? From experience, from seeing things, from hearing things, from looking at marriages in your family, from looking at relationships. That's where that came from. That's an evil imagination. That's not true. That's contrary to the word of God. Marriage is God's idea. It's a good idea. They don't work. Everybody in my family get divorced. That's not true. That's a stronghold mindset built upon, established by experiences, opinions, things that you've seen, things that you heard. Let's deal with those stronghold mindsets. Let's pull down those stronghold mindsets. Let's bring those thoughts and evil imaginations into subjection and cast them down. If the, in other words, if that word is coming to your mind is contrary to what God is saying, I don't care who's saying it. You need to cast that down. Catch it. Don't let it enter into your heart, mind. Don't let it enter into your heart catch it it's not self-promotion it's god promotion it's not self-esteem it's god uh, god esteem it's not about having faith in yourself listen listen for that when someone is up talking to you and they talking to you about have faith in yourself have confidence in yourself that's the devil trying to get you to believe in yourself when god said have no confidence in the arm of flesh in other words, don't have confidence. I don't want you having confidence in your ability. I want you having confidence in my ability. Hold on one second. Have no confidence in the arm of flesh. I remember when I was a baby Christian and the Lord told me, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. I had to go get the concordance. And find out what that scripture was. This is Philippians 3. I'm getting ready to end it here. But this is a very serious subject. Because we, uh, this it's a lot of this going on. I've never seen so many um, life coaches. And all this kind of stuff. I've never heard of it. Really until this century. But be careful. With that. Some of that. If they're not teaching Christ. If they're teaching you to have confidence in yourself. To have faith in yourself. God said we must decrease so he can increase. Uh, Philippians 3, further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same thing to you again. And it is a safeguard for you. In other words, that I keep saying the same thing. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. He's talking about those that being circumcised. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ. We're to boast in Christ, he said, and who put no confidence in the flesh. 
He's saying don't have no confidence in your flesh. It's not about self. It's everything it belongs to the Lord. It's not self-help. It's not self-esteem. It's, have, it's about having confidence in God's love. It's not your confidence. True confidence comes from having confidence in God's love because perfect love cast out fear. I'm going to end it here. I, I, one thing I, you'll see is we have to destroy and come against doctrines of devils. Those are doctrines of devils. Words that are trying, don't let the devil put confidence in you. Make sure your confidence is in God. We have to tear down the idols in our lives. Are you an idol to yourself? What is it you're trying to do to make yourself better? Now, don't get me wrong. God, would, if the Lord is leading you to do something, that's one thing. But if you're doing it just, the, you know, for yourself and God is not telling you to do it, it's God help. Yes, we have a part to play. Faith without works is dead. But the works, our works is our corresponding action that correlates, that go along with the faith. In other words, if I'm believing God that I'm going to drive, then that means I'm going to have to go get my permit so I can practice driving. That's my works. If I'm believing that God is going to help me to do something, then there's there's a physical part that I have to play. But in in it, I'm still relating and understanding that God is my source. It's not, whenever we leave God out of the equation, then it becomes about ourselves, And we put the devil in the equation. Isn't that why Satan was kicked out of the kingdom? Because he wanted to exalt himself. It's not self. Beware of that. Whenever you hear that word self-help, self-this, be on guard with that. Because we have to decrease. Everything that we need is in him. We must lose our life so we can find our life. We're not chasing after the riches. We're chasing after the will. Because the provisions are in the will of God. This is why Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. Because I clothe the lilies of the field and I feed the birds of the air. Jesus is letting us know, I know you have natural physical needs. And I am concerned about that. But I'm telling you, your provisions are in the will. And I've given you the power to get the wealth. Everything that you need to succeed is already inside of you. When I created you, I put it inside of you. I need you to search it, to to seek me so I can show you what's inside of you. Capitalize capitalize on, on your purpose, your passion. They're all connected. I'm getting ready to get off here. You guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Father God, we just thank you for your rhema word. We thank you for your word of correction. We thank you for your word of encouragement, Father. Um, we thank you for uh, that your word will not return void, Father. That you bring access, we bring, you bring your word to our remembrance whenever we start trying to build a tower of Babel. When we start trying to build idols in our lives, Father God, that you will be quick to let us know so we can tear them down, Father, because you are jealous, God. And you say you'll have no other gods before you. For it's not by might nor by power, Father, but it's by your spirit. And we can only do all things, Lord God, because of you who strengthens us, Father. And as we seek first the kingdom of God, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for revealing to us your will, your way, and your want for our lives. And for giving us your wisdom, you told us to come and ask you for wisdom. So, Father, we come before you, we humble ourselves, and we ask you for your wisdom. Because we don't want to do anything in our might and in our power. And we want to lead people to you, not to ourselves. It's not self-promotion. Promotion comes from you, Father. And we seek you for everything that we need. And we thank you for your wisdom, showing us what we need to do. We acknowledge you in all our ways, Father. And we thank you for directing our path. Your promise to us is you tell us not to lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge you and you would direct our path. We thank you for directing our path, Father God. We thank you for revealing to us every doctrine of demons, every that has we have been indoctrinated with, thoughts that concentrate against your thoughts. Be quick to bring it to us, Father. Be quick to convict us. When our thoughts are contrary to your thoughts, when our ways are contrary to your ways, because you say you chastise those that you love. We tear down every doctrine of demons right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, for a sure word that's a light unto our path and a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We will follow your word. When we follow your word, we're following you and we're following your will and we're following your way. And Father, we repent for every idolatry every idol that we have put in in your place 
every thought that's contrary to your thought that we believe, Father God. We ask that you re- we repent of it right now. And we cast down every stronghold mindset. Father God, we ask that you bring your word to our remembrance. You said the Holy Spirit will bring your word to our remembrance. Bring your word to our remembrance, Father, when the enemy comes with his, his lies and his doctrine of demons. Help us to be quick to hear, Father, and slow to speak. Help us to think about what we think so we can cast down imaginations that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So we can bring those thoughts that's contrary to your word captive, Father. And we give you the glory. Give us a hunger and a thirst for your word, Father God, so we won't be hungry for the world. We're not bored. As believers, we should not deal with boredom. It's so much to do. And I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged, and know that the good news is there's no condemnation because the good news is, is today we get to hear, do what we heard. Today we get to think about what we think. Today we get to cast down evil imaginations and thoughts that's exalting itself. Today we get to really let the Holy Spirit search us and say, you know that bad attitude is connected to something. You know that 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 uh, that power, uh, that stuff that you're tasting after, is something connected to that. You need to find out what that is. You know how you're so defensive? It's something connected to that. I'm not telling you to focus on the sin, but I'm telling you we have to admit it before we can quit it. And Jesus, the word of God says we need to confess our own thoughts. But in order to confess something, we have to realize that that we is something, something there that we need to confess of. Let's not be like Adam and Eve in the garden who blame other people for our actions and reactions. Because as long as we can justify our behavior, our wrong behavior, we'll never see a need to change. I'm going to end it here. Father, we thank you for chastising us for, because you love us. We thank you for correction because without correction, we open ourselves up to deception. I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed and be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Until next time, again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin teaching from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. Ordered all my books are online at Amazon. I have study guides there also. They're Bible scripture study guides. Once again, God is just calling us back to his word. We have to be rooted and grounded. Okay, till next time, I love you all. Be blessed and be encouraged.